the worst moments of our life. Hey, girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can I be? And <laughs> we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to Worst Ever. I'm Christine Lakin. Yeah, she is. And with me is... Allah. <laughs> Today we're going a little rogue. Get ready. Yeah, uh, we I'm, don't have a special guest necessarily with us tonight. So I'm being forced to interview Christine. No, I'm being forced to tolerate you on my couch. No, I'm being forced to come over yet again to your home where there's dog hair everywhere and a child screaming at the top of her lungs. Do you hear any children? Well, she's, she's asleep right she's now. She's sleeping okay. right now. Okay. You... There you go. See? See? See, they don't like it. They already know that you're in a bad mood. You have the sinuses. Anyways. You're laying on my couch. Today like we're talking to my friend, Christine Lakin. You guys know her from that show that went from network to network, step by step. It was just one. It was one change of network. You make it sound like we It went from a around. network to a network. Am I lying? You're not lying. Okay. Um, you also know her from a CW show, Valentine? Yeah. Wow. You did some research. Huh. You might have, if you're an inter, if you're an internet fan, you might have seen her as one of the judges of Internet Icon. Remember that gem? On YouTube? Yum, yum. F Network. Correct. Two seasons of that. And now she's starring alongside Beverly Mitchell and Miss Jody Sweeten on Hollywood Darlings on Pop Wednesday nights at... 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central. Got it. Make sure that you DVR that shit. Yeah. Or you can buy it on Amazon Video or iTunes. Okay, so now... Can I just talk about what I want to talk about for a second? Because this has been a long time coming. You're on the series for seven years. It's a kid series, right? It's now 1998. It's ended. Let's just go back for a minute. Well, I was in school, so I was in my second year at UCLA. But let's go back to, like, show ends. Yeah, show ends. And you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm just, like, starting to audition, which was, like, a brand new experience for me. Because I hadn't done that since I was literally 12. Right. I mean, I, maybe I went in for like a movie here or there, but I'm not used to this whole like drive myself to auditions, drive around, navigate LA, like yeah, do you, all my schoolwork. This is during the Thomas Guy days. This is during Thomas. There was no GPS. So you right. are looking it up and having to figure out how to get there. Um, yeah. I mean, it was intense. And I was auditioning a lot. And most of the time I'd go in and it was, it was hard because a lot of these casting directors didn't know me. They never knew me. I got this job, I got step-by-step step off of one audition. Plus you're also... So it wasn't like I was here making relationships right, so, as a kid either. But you're also an established character on a series and so you've sort of like pigeonholed yourself. Everyone still thought I was like 13. Right. So, yeah, that's where it gets tough is that it when you... very tricky. When you do a hit series like that where, you know... On a major network, and your character—I mean, she was the everyone knew her as the tomboy of that show. Right. I mean, you were. Besides, it was you, Stacey Keaton, and the the dark-haired yep. girl that everyone remembered. Right. I mean, right. What was her name? Angela. Yeah. So, I'm sure going. Who I don't in, speak to anymore. Why? I'm happy to tell that story. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I for okay. What happened? So, she slept with Jeff Trude. No. Oh. No. 
And I hope she listens to this because I am still so curious as to what happened. We'll forward it to her. Great. Um, no, it's a weird story, and it's a really sad story. What year is it? Uh, let's see. This the, Our falling out happened the last year of the show. So it was um, nine, 1999. Okay. No, sorry. Yeah, 99. Okay. Yeah. So we, we, out of, I think, all the kids on the show were the closest, she and I. Oh, okay. Um, I was always close with Stacy, but I, you know, Stacy was like... Stacey was like an adult when she was 12. You know, yeah. Stacy bought a house when she was 18. She, she was just she was very, very independent. And, um, and just she's always been just very, um, um, like, older than her years. She has great taste. You know, she was buying art and buying, like, she was just setting up her life. And Angela was a little more of like a young soul. So even though I was maybe three years younger, here I am 15 being like, hey, let's go out. Hey, what are you doing after the show? Hey, like, she could drive. She was so sheltered. She had never had a boyfriend before. Like she was this beauty queen who came out with her parents from Danville, Illinois, where they were like farmers. And she had won a bunch of beauty pageants there. They were older and retired. And they thought, well, let's just go to L.A. and see what happens. And this was like literally her second job, her second or third job. She'd done like a commercial and like a short-lived series. But she was like beautiful, right? So she got a lot of attention. And... um and she was just like, she was like a small town girl. What was her character's name? Just uh, real quick. Karen Foster. Okay. And she was like the ditz. Right. Right. So we had a very close relationship. Um, I think she felt she was very, uh, she still lived with her parents. She wanted to break away from them. She didn't know how. Like, And here I am being like trying to corrupt her. I was like 16, 15, 16 being like, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go steal those beers out of your dad's fridge. Then we're going to go to this party. Like, I was the worst. I was so annoying. <laughs> I look back at that. I just wanted to rage against the machine all the time. Um, but we had a lot of fun together. And especially, like, as I became, like, you know, a little older, 17. Like, I was dating someone. She was dating someone. We'd go out together. She finally, like, lived in a condo by herself. Like, We'd smoke pot, you know, and like I was, it was like my sort of, it was like coming of age, right? But we had a, we had a really great time together. Anyway, the last year of the show, we come back from Disneyland even, whatever it was, and um, she's different. And I, I can't like put my finger on why. She's just, she's just acting different. You know, she had had like some weight fluctuations always, um, but she had gotten like really, really thin over the summer and, um, she'd started, she was in a relationship with a guy. She'd been in a relationship with him for a couple years and, um, had decided to break that off, which I actually was probably a good thing. Um, but then after she broke it off, she starts like talking about this production partner of hers. I'm like, okay. Like, so what are you guys producing? Like, you're going to do your... She's like, well, we're just, we're just doing a lot of... We're doing a lot of our own projects. And I was like, okay. Like, she's trying to set herself up for when she gets <laughs> off the show. And, you know. So this guy starts lurking around. And he's like 60. On set? Yes. Weird. But okay. he wouldn't really introduce himself to anyone. He's like coming in through the side door. He's like lurking in her dressing room. He, he was like a creeper. I got a very weird vibe from him. And she was, like, very protective over what their relationship was. And, like, uh, anyway, she starts just kind of, like, distancing herself 
Now, I'm in college at this point, so I'm managing college and going to UCLA and also coming back to work. So truth be told, I wasn't like just around like hanging out as much as I used to be. Because when you're on set, like you have a two or three hour break, a lot of times you just hung out in your dressing room and watch TV, read a book, fell asleep, whatever you're going to do. I couldn't do that because I was literally just managing the schedule. So I remember... There was an, a table read that happened during like the middle of the season. There were a couple weird things that went on before that. Like she had a big part in one of the episodes and she had to kiss the actor who was opposite her. And all of a sudden this production partner, aka manager, I don't know what he was, comes on set and is like, no, she's not kissing him. That's not happening. He hasn't been tested for STDs. What? Yeah. It's her right as an actor. He's supposed to be tested for STDs and um, that hasn't been done so she's not kissing him. And the staff and production crew was like um oh okay well you could have told us that that when when we've been rehearsing this for four days and now we're filming it and so they had to rewrite it and it was just it's weird like she was supposed to kiss him and it ended up being this like weird like hug thing and it was anyway they were pissed about it because they were just like who is this guy who's now trying to like come on we don't even know him then the craziest thing that happened so, By the way, we're getting inside step-by-step moments right now. <laughs> go ahead. We go to do a table read, and uh, we always had a table read like every, I can't remember what it was, I think it was like every Tuesday morning or something before we started working on the episode that we were filming that week, but it was for whatever the next week's episode was. So we, it would be like a, bre- like a morning read, breakfast and stuff, usually like a 10 a.m. read or a 9 a.m. read. So we all get there, you know, we're sitting around this table, and we're, we're waiting, and she was late, and she was never late, so it was sort of odd. 10 minutes go by and everybody's like waiting, right? Producers, directors, the whole cast, some of the crew. She walks in wearing a blonde wig. Say it. Blue eye contacts. Okay. A black shirt that has like that pirate like lacing on the front and no bra so that you see like like inner boob, I guess you call it inner boob. You see flesh. You see flesh. A short mini skirt. Okay. And like platform i don't know if they were lucite but they were like platform like heels and she's like hi everyone in this weird voice hi everyone so sorry i'm late i was shooting last night and i didn't have time to change and like sits down and patrick and people are like whoa whoa like the whole room is like what is this oh my god are there pictures and patrick is like patrick was i love him so much he has such an amazing sense of humor. And he's like, what, and, you know, just making jokes. What kind of movie is this? And can I get it on DVD? You know, he's right. like totally so, cracking up. But I'm just looking at her like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Because like, like I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop and for her to be like, no, actually, guys, I'm like, like, this is a joke or. Right. And she just kept saying the same thing over and over and In over. In the weird voice? In the weird voice. I'm sorry. Um, it's I didn't have time to change, which, by the way. At that time, I guess I was naive. I hadn't done like a movie in a really long time, except for the Christopher Reeve one. So <laughs> I certainly wasn't like now thinking back on it. I'm like, when have you ever worked and been like, I'm sorry, I'm just really run- running late. So I'm just going to keep the wig. I'm going to keep the contacts. I'm going to keep the loose right. heels and I'm just going to rush out the door, but I'll return them tomorrow. But that's never going to fly. Right. Like that's not a thing. And um, she's how old? Let's see. If I was at this time, I was 19. Maybe 18. So she was probably 23, okay. 22. All right. I'm just trying Something to picture like it. Go ahead. Yeah. 
So she sits down, keeps saying that she didn't have time to change. Then someone's like, what the heck is this movie? And she's like, it's actually a very good film. It's a Disney film where I play a good girl by day and a bad girl by night. And everyone's like, all right. Like, she used the, like, this is a Disney film. She said it was a Disney film. And I guess she was sh- doing night shoots is what she said she was doing and then coming to work during the day. Okay. So that's awkward. So then they're like, all right, well, let's just start. Okay, well, without any further ado, here we go. And everybody still talks about that weird moment where this thing happened. So when you saw Patrick and Stacy and... Oh, we all are still like, remember that like weird Like when they did Hollywood Darlings. Mm-hmm. Did you guys chat about that? I mean, it's sort of one of those things that it just is forever in everyone's mind of like okay, the beginning ahead. of the end. All right, so you're doing the table reading. We do the table read. And now we like leave the table read to walk back across the you know the street to go back to work like i don't even know what to say i'm so confused and i feel so awkward like this is someone who is like a good friend of mine and she's acting like someone i've never seen before so i'm kind of like so like congrats on the movie like tell me about tell me about the movie and she's like oh it's um it's a disney film where i play a good girl by day and a bad girl <laughs> by night and i'm like who are you? What's happening? Jason Marsden, who was on the show at the time, he played Rich, Dana's boyfriend. He's also walking with me. Now, Jason had just done a movie for Disney. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Um, it was like a, a, anyway, big movie, uh, White Squall. He had been in White Squall. Oh, wow. Okay. So he was like, oh, you know, I, I actually just worked for Disney. Um, who was the director? And she's like, um, I can't remember his name right oh, now. Oh, my gosh. But he's a very good director, and I... So you've been working with him all night. You took your wardrobe home, took your wig home, and you can't remember the director's name. All of this is sounding like a stellar project. <laughs> right. Then these, like... <sighs> these ads started coming out in The Hollywood Reporter. Like the back cover of The Hollywood Reporter and the back cover of Variety, which, by the way, if you purchase the back cover it's like five grand no i know yeah like it's expensive so she they start purchasing these ads and it's like she had done a photo shoot and they're rather like suggestive photo you know low cut like lacy something and then they on the side they would have two or three other shots like a composite like an old headshot composite and it just said like angela watson star of film and screen or something like that and like america's hottest poster and then it had like where you could reach out and contact her like it wasn't Wait, say for, that again it was just like a an ad for her sort of like an angeline billboard exactly do you remember angeline yeah it was an angeline billboard ad and not one or two like maybe in that outfit not that outfit but just like um like a normal like lacy like kind of sexy top but she wasn't in a blonde wig. And she wasn't. Blue no, eyes. this was just her. Okay. But there were several. It was like a composite, like several photographs of that. But it wasn't like like it wasn't necessarily advertising anything. So I was like, oh, maybe she's just trying to like drum up work. Like, all right, all right. So that's that. So, uh, we time goes on. Um, my girlfriend came out to visit me and I remember being up by our dressing rooms and I said something to Angie like, hey, like it's been so long since we've hung out. You know, my friend Rochelle's in town. Like we should definitely get together. And she was like, yeah, yeah, we definitely should. Um, And I was like, 
and like cell phones and we're, everyone was just kind of getting a cell phone we used to all have beepers and I remember that she had just gotten one I was like oh I need to get your number and she's like mm-hmm and never gave me her cell phone number yeah wait repeat that again you, can you listen? I'm sorry. It's, do you need to do something? Do we need to stop? No, no, we don't stop. Just say that again. So she got a cell phone and never gave me the number. Well, I wouldn't give you the number either. Okay. <laughs> I know. Your basket's full. Yeah. We get that. But I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was confused. It wasn't that I was... I just so wasn't things like, get weirder and weirder between us. I just don't even know what to say anymore. She's like dropping weight. She's looking gaunt. Like she's starting to look like she's like has something's happening with her. Um, she's acting super strange. Um, she's not even like, it's like, she's a different person. She like, we, she, we used to have like a little language, you know, you have like a language with like right, your best friends right, right. who like say things together and you like make funny jokes. And she just was like separate. She was like her own, she would be in her room or she'd be gone. And she is this guy be, still hanging out? Yes. He's still lurking. He's still coming in and out unannounced. Like he, uh, several of the makeup people were like, he's so weird. Like what the fuck is up with that guy? Is she sleeping with that guy? Like it was it was bad. Um, so then we end the show. And, you know, the end of a series is always, like, it's always semi-traumatic and very sad, bittersweet, I'd say. And after every show, we would come out and we'd give a, the audience, we would do bows for the audience. So you wait backstage and then they call your name and you go out one by one and you bow and the audience is there and you say thank you to them and you go home. So this was our last one. Obviously, it was a little more heightened than the others. Um, we were backstage kind of gathering and, um, you know, someone gave us all like red roses, which was really nice. And we're all hugging each other and like crying. And she's kind of like not in this situation. I think she was still in her dressing room and then comes out right at the very end, like right as we're all starting to like go out and take our bows. So it was like Chris Castile. Then it was me. Then it was her. Stacy, Brandon, you know, Patrick, Suzanne, Suzanne Patrick. That's how it went. So we come out, we do our bows. I'm like standing next to her. She comes out, she gives like a little like, she's so unemotional. She has no like emotion at all. Comes out, like does a bow, like, you know, waves to the crowd, walks to the other side of the stage, like waits till Patrick comes out and does his bow. And then she walked out the side door, never said goodbye. And that was like the last time I talked to her. That was it? There was one more encounter, but other than that, yep. What was the last encounter? So I was really hurt by this. Well, obviously, this is like the worst, you know, set sister after. (laughs) Yeah, it was like the worst fake sister ever. So so I was just so confused. I didn't understand it. I have no way to now contact her. She just left. Are your family's friends, were they friends with their family and stuff? And my parents are still friendly with her parents. I'm still friends with her parents on Facebook. Okay, but do they not, then no one talks about it? No, there's, they've, there's been a lot that's happened since Okay, then. well, let's get in it. Okay. This is what I want to hear. I don't want to hear about, like, yeah, come on. Well, <laughs> you're, you're you asking, have, I'm telling. I know, you have to explain, though. So, wait, because I, I, I'm imagining, like, the parents hang out together. Do you know we I mean? went on cruises together. Okay. We went out to dinner together. Our parents hung out sometimes when she and I would go gallivanting off and I'd be like, we're going to the Grove. No, we're not. We're going to a house party with bugs, um, with um, um, thugs, bone and harmony. Because <laughs> they used to live at Park Point. bone, thugs and harmony. Whatever. We went with them. Yeah. It's not amphitheater. <laughs> Fuck. You're the I actually worst. looked that up, though. 
some I pronounce it amp- amphitheater. Oh, yeah. And then some people pronounce it amphitheater. I say amphitheater. Amphitheater. Yeah. But there's also amphitheater. Amphitheater. But it's not ampla theater. She was no, saying I ampla. I, I couldn't find with that. With an L. I, I couldn't find that. Yeah. You know, I just, Steven, uh, okay. come on. You've got to be on my side here. <sighs> All right. Oh. So Thugs, Bone, Harmonies, and <laughs> Friends. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Sorry, I have a baby brain. I drank like four beers last night. I'm I'm a little fuzzy. Okay, I'm calling CPS. <laughs> um, go ahead. So, yeah, so they were friends. So we we end the series. It's all very strange. I then come to find out she's suing her parents. What? Yeah. She's now suing her parents. Okay. Saying that they stole money from her from the entire time she was working. Okay, what is this? How far from the end of season series to... Not, not long. Not long at all. Maybe so a couple not months. Saying much to you guys because I don't. I don't know if they had even any inclination this was about to happen. She ended up getting a restraining order against, against her them parents? and against her sister, her half sister, who she was super close to. They were not allowed to contact her during the legal proceedings. She ended up suing them. It went on and on and on. I think. I think she won. Oh, and, maybe they were keeping money from her. And then, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. And if that was happening, I'm, I feel terrible that she didn't, never felt like she could tell you, tell me or come forward or, or certainly after the show. Like, what did I ever do? But not only that, but she had her own condo, right? She had... She had she'd bought a house in Burbank right. and she lived there with her and her parents. Um, they had a farm back in Illinois that I believe right. they still owned. But she lived there with her and her parents. And then I think when she wanted to move out, it became a thing where her parents still lived in the house and then she went and got a condo, which I don't know. I don't understand that logic. But anyway, um, that's what happened right after. I mean, she ended up buying another house somewhere in Burbank. And I think they sold that one that her parents were living in. And she like excommunicated them from her life. And kept putting out these $5,000 Hollywood Reporter ads that I don't know ever did anything. Um, I want to see this ad. I may have one somewhere. So then two (laughs) other things happened. Okay. Okay. I ended up getting a letter from her, handwritten. Handwritten? Handwritten letter. Yeah, that's still? like a Marriott in like, I don't know, Boston or something. I might. Yeah, Um, it's And it was... This letter said something like, you must think I'm terrible, um, but I'm really not. I've just been terribly busy. I am currently filming my new movie out here in wherever she was, and I am also um, in between two deals with CBS and ABC, like just telling me her business. There was no like, hey, I miss you. How are you? You know, I've been working, but I can't wait to see you. And like things are have been what it was like a form letter. I don't know why she wrote it to me. It was so bizarre. She, all she did was tell me all these things that she was doing in her life. And truth be told, I think they were all lies. The movie never came out. The movie that she said she was doing with Disney obviously wasn't happening. And I don't think there was ever a bidding war for her. So I think it was all to drum up some kind of publicity for herself and why she would use me to do that as her friend is so confusing. I wonder where she's at now. I don't know. After that, she ended up doing, and now I'm dating Jeff at this point, right? And I had like, a, I, when I say I had a visceral reaction to 
all of this going on, I had a very hard time making friends with women for several years after that because I've been so burned by her. I was, I was like, I had a lot of anxiety over this. Because of this girl? Yes. It felt like, A, I, did, I was so young that I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to just go up to someone and be like, what the fuck? What's Plus, going you're not on here? in a situation where you can have normal, healthy relationships because you're literally working and working and working, right. and this is the only people that you are surrounded and by. And I've known all the her time. since I was a child, right? It's, it's, so yeah. when someone starts acting completely differently, I just didn't know. I didn't know. Like as an adult now, I probably would have just called her out on it and like cleared the air and been like, "Okay, well, I think you're a bitch. I think you're being a bitch, or whatever." You heard it first, guys. But or do you need help and like let's this is this right. is weird you're not acting normal like right. what's going on and confronted her but i didn't know how to do that so i find out and like jeff knew how much it hurt my feelings it was just it was so yeah it was so odd we find out she's doing how to succeed in business at like riverside civic light opera or something i love like that. that show and because she'd she'd sang and I knew that she wanted to continue her singing career and I think she decided that she wanted to do some musical theater or whatever. So we're like, well, she won't, she won't, I don't know how to contact her. Um, you this don't. Was like, I didn't have her phone number. I you didn't don't. have. You don't. We go down you to do. see the show, yeah. And he's like. <laughs> oh my God. We went down went, to Riverside. Yeah. Bought tickets for the show. Went down to Riverside, saw it. She was fine. I wouldn't say it was the most stellar production I've ever seen. Um, and then waited for her afterwards. Stop. In the audience. Waited and waited and waited. She comes down off. It was like, like I feel like it might have been like opening night or something. So I knew that there would be like a party in the lobby after. So I knew that there was a better chance that she'd, you know, we'd see her. So she comes down off the stage and we're standing there and she sees Jeff and I and she beelines for the other direction. She literally saw us and turned away. And I'm like, and Jeff goes, Ange, Angie, over here. And she turns around and goes, oh, hi, I, I didn't see you guys standing there. How are you? In this weird voice. Uh. And I just kept saying, how are you? Are you okay? Is everything okay? Are you okay? I just kept, I, I, I didn't know how to, I, I just didn't know how to be. And I mean, Jeff was all but being like, blink once if you need our help. Like, right. he was like, so what's going on? So, you know, she's like, well, I've just been I'm really busy with the show. And um, thanks so much for coming, you guys. He's like, well, you know, he's just sort of talking. And I'm just like, don't know. I'm like standing there paralyzed, basically. And I just say, I keep asking her if she's okay. She's like, I'm, I'm okay. Things have been, things have been hard, but I'm getting through it. Thanks again for coming. Take care. Take care. <laughs> And walks away. Oh my god! Take care. <laughs> right. And that was that was literally the last time I ever saw her. I mean, we've had near run-ins, you know. Where she, I wonder if she's is she, she on? was on the SAG board for a while, but not when I was. Oh um, wow! Stacy ended up going to some kind of not a screening, but I think something through SAG. It was like a panel or something, and she ended up seeing her, and I think that's when when. Angie was still like working uh, on the SAG board 
and it was another very strange run-in. I should have had Stacy tell that story. But Stacy was like, hey, like, hey, Andrew, what's going on? She, same thing. Like, she was super weird. Hi. Like, she stayed in the audience or she stayed out in the lobby until at the last minute the lights went down. So, she, like, she wouldn't have to talk to Stacy. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I don't get it. None of it makes any sense to me. I don't know if she's married to this guy now. I, I've heard she lives out on a ranch somewhere in, like, Northern California, maybe. I don't know. No one talks to her. Her parents still every year ask if we've heard from her. They have no communication with her. Her parents? Her parents literally ask my parents if they've heard, if I've heard from her, if we've seen her. It's been like 20 years. Wow. Yeah, and they were older then. So they're, you know, they're up there now. She has a niece who's probably like in her 20s. Her sister think, hasn't? Nope. Nobody. I don't think any of them have any contact with her. Her brother got remarried. She probably's never met them. It's just the strangest story. And like, and why, like, why? This is the thing I can't wrap my head around. You have a falling out with your family. Maybe it's over money. Maybe that stuff was real. Like, I get it. That would be horrible. You know? I've known that to happen to other child actors. Yeah. And it's terrible. Um. I've always known them to be nice people, but I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make a judgment on that one way or the other because I don't know anything about that story, the real, what really happened. But the other side of it, the people that genuinely loved you, that were good to you, that only ever wanted your friendship, I don't understand why you, it was almost like she was with like a Svengali. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what a Svengali is? I, I mean, I know, but I don't. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're with somebody who, who so gets a power over you. Then and tells you that all these people around you are bad for you, and you don't have like there's no communication with right. anyone from your past. Right, right, right. I'm wondering if we could get her for Hollywood Darlings because this would be a great thing to rehash out. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, doesn't sound. I like would she's love working. to know. Like, what, no, I don't think she's. I don't think she's. I don't think she's worked since the show. Really. Well, no, she did a show in Riverside. Well, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Just want to make sure. How I mean, to maybe one or she might have done one or, two, business. one or two things, or maybe some voiceover stuff. But, right. but then why the Hollywood Reporter ads? Why that? I don't understand that. What did the ad specifically say? Hire me. It was like America's hottest poster. Um, trying to America's hottest poster. What does that even mean? She know. was like with an iguana on the poster. It was like so bizarre. <laughs> um. I don't know. We can pause. I can see if I can find it. Maybe I have it somewhere. You, there you go. Oh my God! Let me see. Wow, Stephen, your your Googling skills action. are unreal. Angela signed poster is free. Twenty dollars. Free twenty dollars? <laughs> Even the me. Twenty dollar value. Oh. Because it's like an old. This, well, I can't find the actual Hollywood Reporter with ad, purchase, but, but that picture came up mm-hmm. when I was looking around. Uh, with purchase. Or let explore. I had a friend that worked at an agency. Oh, she was working for. Okay, sorry. Let's just make this. Okay. This is a. It's a, probably the same picture that they put an ad for, or whatever. But this is let explore help save animals. So I guess she was selling the picture to help the animals. Right. So okay. This is a charitable thing. I just want to make sure we're clear. Great. I mean, well, I didn't know what the Hollywood Reporter at America's Hottest Poster. I don't know if that referred to the animal one or to a different one. I'm not sure. We got to find that poster. Uh, 
I do remember the iguana poster. All right. So you had a, okay, so then you didn't have girlfriends for a while. Yeah, I really didn't. For a couple, like at least a year, a couple years. It was hard. Okay, you finished high school. You haven't been working. And you finished college. I finished college and I got a movie, I think, like three months after. Oh, is that the um, Paris Hilton? No. I got a movie. It was an independent movie. Um, It ended up being called Boltneck. Yeah, that's right. It was kind of like a Frankenstein teen comedy um, with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, you're kidding. Mm Mm-mm. Me and Ryan. This is right after his Nickelodeon series? Uh, He was on, no, he was on the Pizza Place, Two Guys Girl. Oh, okay. At the time. It was me, Ryan Reynolds, and Matt Lawrence. It's a it's a real treat if you want to look at Boltneck. It's a real treat. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and I ended up actually like I did that, and then I think like a couple months later I did a guest star on Third Rock from the Sun. I did Seventh Heaven, so I I started working pretty right. soon after. So thankfully, because I honestly didn't know if I would ever work again. Right. I mean, but- I was definitely like, what, like is this a career that I'm going to continue in? And if I hadn't worked, if I'd been auditioning and hadn't worked for a couple of years, I think I would have been like, hmm, maybe I should really think about where this college career is going to start to lead me. What'd you major in? Communications. Like a news anchor? Like anything, really. I mean, I just wanted to be have a degree in media that wasn't, I didn't want a degree in theater. Like, would really... you work for Fox News or CNN? Uh, definitely CNN, I think. I don't know. I think you got the looks for Fox. I don't, I didn't want, I mean, I think my parents would have loved it if I'd worked for CNN. It's based in Atlanta. I could have gone and been like an anchor. Let me hear you, let me hear your signing out. (laughs) Okay. Um, For CNN Headline News, I'm Christine Lichen. Oh, wow. I think that's actually pretty good. That was pretty good. Today's headlines. I think I could (laughs) really get serious with it. I'm going to play a news anchor on Family Guy, so there you go. That's right. Your character on Family Guy is? Joyce Kinney. Oh, that's right. Wow, that's easy money. (laughs) (laughs) I love love the Family Guy. I knew you would. That's some fucking easy money. That's great. Are you still doing it? I haven't done one in a while. To be frank, you think that um, Joyce would pop up more since there's so much news they could incorporate in the new. I haven't done one, but you know they they record a lot in a very condensed amount of time. It's usually like end of summer into fall, and they record like an entire season, and then they um, then they're then they're just animating for the rest of the year. So, right. you know, hopefully that job's not going anywhere for a while. Because I it's, hope so. It's it's a and real then, nice in one. In between, you did a movie with Paris Hilton called The Hottie and the Naughty. The Hottie and the Naughty. Might Please, be one every- of the lower points. Right, and this is like Paris's first movie, right? I think it was her second or third. Second movie, and there's a story with that. Yes. That uh, Steve, you're gonna love this one. You don't mind I call you Steve because I'm Steven is too. Do you prefer more. Steve or Steven? I know you prefer, or do you prefer Steven, Steven. I can Ray tell. Morris. But I don't care because it's too long for me. Yeah. And I'm just God. not in the mood. So Steve it is. I like Steven. Thank you. All right. Well, you call him Steven. I call him Stevie. Okay. Now listen. Oh God, that's terrible. All right. So this is a good story because this is with Paris. Yeah. So I got this movie and I, it's like a silly romantic comedy. And I find out that uh, Paris Hilton is playing the other role. And she's producing it, and I was kind of like, oh, God, what's this going to be? And truth be told, I mean, I have a lot of very funny stories from our time together, um, but I liked her quite a lot. I was shocked how much I actually really did like her. But oh, I hear she's a she's sweetheart. Lovely. Yeah, yeah no, she's no. really, really sweet. 
and a lot smarter than people give her credit for. Well, she has a multi-million dollar business. I mean, she runs a... People think that she's just like an idiot who just stumbled into fame and success, and that's really not... No, she definitely had a... She definitely was propelled into the fame through her name, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But... And she modeled and stuff too. Right, but but she started an enterprise. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, an empire. Yeah, I mean, no one's hating on the Paris. The girl ain't dumb. I'll I get it. I don't know if, you know, acting was always going to be her it's thing. It's not. She wanted, Let's be honest. No, I think she wanted to do it. And... She was great on reality TV. Uh, I think the show with Nicole Richie and her was... Simple Life. Very yeah, sim- yeah, hilarious. Uh, actor, she's not. Well, we were we started on this film, and I we had been to some kind of like I don't know wardrobe fitting or something. And of course, me just being like an actor, I don't you know think about paparazzi or anything like that because I certainly wasn't being followed by them like she was. And um, so I, you know, I come to this fitting in like a t-shirt and jeans and like UGG boots and you know my hair down or whatever. And she sees me at the fitting and she's like. Hey, bitch. <laughs> I need to get your number. And I was like, oh, yeah. No, we should definitely, we should definitely exchange because I know we're starting to work together and stuff. And, you know. and she's like, yeah, um, we should like hang out. And I was like, uh, okay, all right. Like, okay, well, like, what are we going to go do together? Um, so I leave the fitting and like a couple hours later I get this text. And it's like, hey, bitch. <laughs> do you want to go to Justin Timberlake tonight? And I was like, ooh. Uh, yes. Yes, I do very much. He's playing at the Staples Center. Yes, I want to go to see Justin Timberlake. And I was like, um, yeah, that'd be amazing. She's like, great. Come to my house. Here's my address. I'll get a car and we'll go from here. But be here by like six. It's like 430. <laughs> and I am down in like, like by the beach at this fitting. And I just finished. I'm like, oh, fuck. I was like, okay. She lived in Hollywood at the time, and I was like, I can be there, but I'm, I have to come in what I'm wearing. Like, I don't have anything. She's like, you can borrow clothes from me. It's fine. I'm like, great. I don't even think about it. Go over to the house. I come in. There's like, first of all, there were like eight dogs, little small dogs, two cats. One of them was like crouching and like moving around. I'm like, oh my God, what's happening with that cat? She's like, uh, it's a midget cat. Like a midget cat has like tiny legs. Okay. Well, can we call it a little person cat? No, that's what they're called. They're called midget cats. Okay. Well. I'm not being rude to them. All right. There were two, two midget cats. I was little, like, how many, little people how cats. many pets do you have? She's like, five dogs, two midget cats, a bird, a ferret, a monkey. <laughs> it was like a menagerie. I was like, what? What's happening over here? Uh, we go up to her closet, which is still probably the most gorgeous closet I've ever seen in my life. It's just mirrored. It's so beautiful. I could have looked through that closet like for days. Better than Lisa Vanderpump's on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? It's mirrored. Yeah, okay. it's like Studio 54 of closets. I mean, it was it was pretty amazing. We're going through the racks of things. Everything's so beautiful and she's just talking and I'm you know, sitting there and she probably lit a joint and I probably smoked it. And by the end of us getting ready... Alleged. Allegedly. Um, she's like, well, you can't wear that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. But I don't have anything else. This is what I came in. She's like, well, we're going to find you something. She's like 5'10". I'm 5'1". 
even though she is quite thin as a person, still, nothing is going to fit me the way it fits her. She finally finds some kind of shirt, blouse or something, that was quasi-acceptable. I put that on. I still have my jeans on. And then she's like, well, you cannot wear those shoes. I'm like, no, I don't want to wear these shoes. They're Ugg boots. I mean, it's not good. She's like, just put these shoes on. They were like nines. I'm like, I don't like it. I'm a six and a half. She's like, well, just squeeze, just put your feet in them and just like just, wear them. And I'm like, it's not going to work. Like, it's just, I can't. So I end up having to wear my Ugg boots. Oh, well. We get in the car. We go down the street. We pick up Nicole Richie. She gets in the car. She's also one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, and we go down to the Staples Center and we're just like laughing and talking. And we get into the Staples Center. Um, it, I think we probably made the driver high. I got kind of paranoid at one point because I was like, this is going to be really bad. Um, there were cops everywhere. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to be locked up and thrown in jail. But thankfully we weren't. We um, go inside. We like watch the concert. He was amazing. At some point we go up to get like snacks, like hot dogs and Cokes and whatever popcorn. Paris is eating hot dogs. And oh stuff? yeah. Oh wow. She would eat. A, she was a fan of a grilled cheese. Uh, well, mm-hmm. okay. First of all, loves, you don't like loves a turkey sandwich and, an and, a, and a chip. Um. Yeah. And uh, so I think we got hot dogs and stuff. The funniest thing was the next day there was a thing out on TMZ that said Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie seen out partying at the Justin Timberlake concert with tween friend. I was their tween friend. <laughs> you were? Apparently. Because, I mean, my hair was down. It was dark at that time for the movie. I had probably no product in it. I was wearing a shirt that was way too big for me, baggy jeans, and Ugg boots. I looked like their like, little tween sister friend. So, Do you have a picture of that? I don't think I do. Hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of funny stories from that time. Well, the story that I wanted you to tell was the... The going out story? Yeah. <laughs> right before the movie opened... And try not to use the word midget for this story, please. There, all right. I know, but I just figured I'd okay. say that. All right. Um, right before the movie opened... Uh, so the movie was The Hottie and the Naughty. Paris played a beautiful woman, and I played her not-so-beautiful friend. And I had a lot of, like... They did a lot of weird prosthetic things to me. It's a very silly movie. But they, I had like bad, like bald patches and moles and like bad teeth and like unibrow and just all this stuff. And for me, I was like, this is hilarious. Like, I'm a comedian. Like, I love being different characters. I love being, you know, looking different ways. Like, it was never, I, some people are very vain and would never do that. And I actually thought it was like a super fun idea. The movie was really panned um, for being completely like, um, uh, all about like surface and like you know it was. I never really thought of it that way, but yeah, I guess so. Um, anyway, we're doing the movie, and she's like, "I've got a great idea." I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "Let's go out tonight as our characters," and I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "We'll drum up. It'll be a ton of publicity. We'll go to a now, couple mind of different you, clubs." This woman is a genius when it comes to publicity. Oh yeah. So, I hear you. She's like, uh, we'll go to a couple of different clubs. We'll get photographed. We'll do this like whole thing. And I'm just, like on board. I'm like, yes. So I go to the hair and makeup people who did the movie. They still had like some of the prosthetics and stuff. They get me ready. And I wear some like fugly dress from the wardrobe department. This hat, moles, bad teeth, unibrow, the whole works. Get over to her house. And now 
she's just dressed up for like a night of going out and we get in the car and we're on our way. And it doesn't really dawn on me until we get in the car that like we're not going out as our characters. She's going out as herself and I'm going out as a fugly troll. (laughs) And I'm now about to be like photographed by every paparazzi in town because mind you, she's telling them where we're going. I mean, these are planned and staged. staged. Yeah, that's what she does. I mean, it's notorious. And... And really smart. And yes, I do. I think it got some like heat on the on the movie a little bit for sure. Um, but anyway, like we continue to go to these different clubs. I mean, we're having I'm having a hilarious time because I've never felt so free in my life in a club and so unselfconscious because nobody's looking at me. People are like, who the fuck is that? And they're like looking away. And I'm just like I was on a couch at one point just dancing for Jesus because nobody knew who I was. Right. It was hilarious. Um, so at one point towards the end of the night, there was lots of drinking happening and uh, towards the end of the night, one of the bar guys comes up, the managers, and just like thanks me for coming. And I'm like, no, I mean, thank you. And he's like, what do you have? And I was like, I've been having tequila most of the night. So that's what I'm having. And he goes, no, I mean, what disease do you have? You're from Make-A-Wish, right? Yeah, no. Mm-mm. No, not, not so much. No. Yeah, that happens, Christine, to you a lot, though. I know. Yeah. I mean, these kinds of things I find myself wrapped up in. Yeah. And I think if I remember. It's my ability. It's my problem. I'm a people pleaser. And that's. I don't mean to keep setting you up. But as I can recall, there's also another one that has to do with politics. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And this one's a juicy one. Well, we were. So time goes on. The movie comes. The movie's about to come out. And we have to do like round table interviews for the foreign media and press and stuff. So basically you go to like a Four Seasons and you sit down and different people just come in and out and interview you all day. So this is like during the election. and Which election? Uh, let's see. This was, um, this was actually during the primaries. And this would have been Obama and uh, I think it was Obama and Bush. Got it. Um. But this was during the primaries. Primaries. So it was before that election. And people are coming in, and just because they want to be a dick and make Paris say something stupid, they're asking her who she's voting for in the primaries, and they're asking her about the primaries or whatever. They keep asking that. MTV specifically came in and said something. Well, they keep the cameras rolling through the interviews, in between the interviews, and somehow this footage leaked out. And it wasn't during the interview. It was like just before the interview. And Paris leans over, and she's like, what's a primary? And I'm like... Um, okay, so it's kind of like in sports, you know, when you've got your teams that are going to the Super Bowl, but only two can go to the Super Bowl, really. But you're going to have all these other people that kind of play for like, you know, West Division or an East Division. And they're all just kind of like, we're like whittling them down. So you have to vote for which one you like best in that category. And that's the person that you hope gets into the Super Bowl. Like I'm explaining it like in sports terms. And um, yeah, somehow this like footage leaked out. <laughs> and I mean, I actually thought, I, so what? Someone asks a question. Okay, good. You should know what it is. And I think my explanation was reasonable. Why are you looking at like that? Oh, I just thought the story was funnier when it was first told to me, but it wasn't that funny. Yeah, I mean, I think you lost your sense of humor. What are you talking about? That's the story. <sighs> now you're really annoying me. I mean, it makes sense to me. Like, I feel like if somebody had explained how a primary. Well, was, you know, you know, I had to ask. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get real stupid on you real quick. The other day, I had to ask about this 
Clinton impeachment. Why Clinton was impeached? Not why he was impeached, but I didn't understand the impeachment because he wasn't kicked out of office. Like, I automatically went to the Nixon impeachment. Right. So I was like, I don't get how's he impeached, but he's still, how does that work? Well, someone told me, he goes, he was impeached, but it wasn't an impeachable, it wasn't an offense where he would get kicked out. That's what it was told to me. But like, I'm, I still don't understand it. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Because no, he, was, he wasn't kicked out. But he was impeached. For lying, I guess. Is what it comes down to. That's what it really came down to. Right, lying. But right? he was impeached. But like, so I don't understand what impeached is if he's still president. Can someone please answer that question? Email us at worst <laughs> no, ever. Don't even podcast. put that on there. I'll be like, what a fucking idiot. Um. Okay. I think we should wrap this up. I do too. I'm sorry, Brandon. To get to, I think we got a lot of good stuff out of her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Well. Okay, Christine. Listen. I really didn't learn much. Yeah. I know. Except the fact of I didn't I really did not know the Angela yeah story. I didn't know you were that close to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know that you had a falling out. Angela, if you're listening to this, she's Christine's a mom now of a daughter. Her name is Georgia. We all move on. She's ready to. Uh, I've always been open and ready to hear anything. I wonder if she has a Twitter say. or anything. I don't think so. She's not really, doesn't really seem very plugged in to any of the social media. So, I mean, I I do wish her well. I hope she's living a great life. Listen, this has been great. I want to thank you for having me at your house yet again, except this time there was no light lunch. Well, thanks for bringing bagels, but for only yourself. That's rude. I was starving. Rude. I am feeding a cold. You need to starve your fever. You need to starve your winter belly and your fever. Oh, okay. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Worst Ever Podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Yo Lakin. Yo Lakin. And you can find Allah, otherwise known as Alec Led, at Alec Led. If you have any terrible stories that you would like to share with us. Why do you go by my name so fast at Alec Led? If you have any terrible stories, it's and at, you can find Allah at Alec Led. You need to change your name again. I'm going to change it. I've listened to The Strangers. Did you listen to The yeah, Strangers podcast? I did. What, what was your outcome with that? I think you should probably change your name back. Your I'm, brother's very hot right now. I Why know. are we not talking about your brother on this podcast? I tried to keep him separate. There's a lot of... Except for when you audition for Big Brother. Then it's all about the Khaled. Uh, but it's not going to happen unless I get... I, don't, I didn't hear anything. They start like in a month. He's trying to get on Big Brother. I think I, he would actually be really good. I'd fucking win. <sighs> If you have any terrible things happen to you, you can email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and we'll hear you next time. And we learned. Oh, my God. <laughs>